Step inside the ghoul cave. For tonight, we play Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Today of the crime, the father went to the trunk of his car, retrieved the rifle, and shot his wife as she was cleaning up the kitchen after lunch. When his 10-year-old son came to investigate the commotion, the father shot him too. His six-year-old daughter had the good sense to hide in the bathroom, but reports suggest he lured her out by telling her it was just a game. The girl was found shot once in the chest from point-blank range. The mother, who was shot in the stomach, was pregnant at the time. Police arriving on scene after neighbors called 9-11 found the father in his car listening to the radio. Welcome to another episode of the Main Quest Podcast, the number one retro gaming podcast that makes sure the killer is dead, Tommy Jarvis style. I am your host, Keith, and if this is your first episode, strap the fuck in, because it gets weird. What I do here is walk you through my personal experiences with the games that I've owned in the past, which I am now currently replaying, and I reevaluate my current thoughts on those games. Moreover, for the month of October, the main quest is locked inside the Ghoulcade, forced to play some of the most terrifying games of the NES era. Joining me once again, slapping a hot-ass quarter into that player two slot, is Paul from Potation Rotation. What up? Probably the last time for a while too, right? Like you're you're gonna be you're not gonna be on the show for for quite some well, time. Well, that's where the fuck are you that's going? That's all because I guess after this episode, somebody didn't invite me back for like three months. That's not true. I gave you a whole shit ton of games for you to for for you to pick. You can you want to come back for <laughs> what? You want me to come back for Milan Secret Castle? You can. Stick a dick in down your throat, you motherfucker. <laughs> That's not until next year. Uh, oh. You can come. You can come. You can come back. Uh, you can come back next week uh, for Ghosts and Goblins. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, so, at the top of the show, we always just kind of talk about what kind of hot games we're getting into, what what we've been playing, and uh, or maybe or maybe just some other gaming adjacent shit. Anything you want to talk about in particular? What, what you got going on over there? Well, I want to put out a very important message this time of the year. Not going to get too much into sides or anything like that, but I just want to let everybody know that right now it's a very important time in politics to go out and raise your voices. It is imperative that you vote, uh, at least in the United States for United States listeners here. What the hell's going on in Zimbabwe with whoever listens out there? I don't know. But (laughs) what I have going on is, and it's very, it's very surreal to be, you know, about a month out and already marking your ballot and dropping it off. Yes, I did a mail-in ballot this year. Mostly because of- responsible of you. Well, it's mostly because of COVID. Otherwise, I probably would do it in person, but- this is actually the third time that I've done a mail-in ballot this year, you know. But yes, um, you need to get out there. You need to go out and you need to vote. It's important. It's important for you. It's important for the people around you. It's important for your country. It's your civic duty. It's a very important thing to do. Um, so that's my message on your thing (laughs) i'm gonna be doing the same thing on my thing 
but yeah, so that's what I've been up to is, uh, you know, doing my research and exercising my right to vote. Uh, other than that, as far as games go, um, somebody told me to download Rocket League. Oh yeah. Don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who that was. That might have just, I might have just texted you that like 15 minutes ago between episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. So there's going to be that. Uh, I guess I have looked to, to look forward to, um, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I kind of caved in on something, um, a, a few episodes back, um, I was talking about the whole Mario, uh, 35th and, um, and how, like, you know, being a collector, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to, to get a physical copy of 3d all-stars, which, like I said, that last episode is sealed and sitting on my shelf, but I also wanted that pin set, which you had to kind of go through jumping through some hoops to get oh, that. Right. Yeah. The initial thing yeah. was a mess. It was like Nintendo. It was like PS five pre-order level fuck ups with getting these pins. So it was, yeah. You had to like download an image and do some yeah, other yeah. Well, shit. Play what, uh, what happened is Mario what happened is cart mobile or something. Yeah. Mar the Mario Kart tour. Yeah. That's what the mobile version is and downloading a picture of this and, checking out that page and buying 3d all-stars was another big thing, but you had a, you had, there was like six, that is dedication. There was six things you had to accomplish. I accomplished all six. Um, you are you a completionist need, after all. you only need five out of six, but anyway, so this is, this was a few weeks back. And, um, and so there was a day where they're like, okay, well, if you accomplish at least five out of the six and you've got 3d all-stars, you can go ahead and collect your, click this button and collect your code, redeem the code and get the pins and pay like five bucks shipping and handling, get your pins. Well, the whole website fucking crashed. Like it was a big fucking mess for hours. And fuck? Nintendo knew that something was fucked up. So they closed off their chat. That's they didn't very answer Nintendo their phones. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a huge fiasco. At some point I had them in my cart and at some point, I don't know how it happened, but um, I checked later on that night and it said that it was an order that was processing. I'm like, Oh, well, great. After two hours, I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And then I woke up the next day and the order wasn't in there anymore. And so I had to jump through some hoops just to talk to somebody at Nintendo. And after like going through their chat system, which is like an automated thing it like runs you around in a circle eventually i was just like live person live person live person and eventually like a live person did show up on chat um and then and then as soon as i said something about the pins they're like oh yeah i can't help you with that you have to call this number i'm like yeah i called that number and i got a run around and no matter what i tried to do to get to a live person if i did something outside of what the options were you guys disconnected me oh well then try this number i'm like jesus christ so then i'm like I'm going to try that number, but this is bullshit. Like I want somebody direct, you know? Yeah. Would you say you, you wanted a Nintendo direct? Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. So, so as he was getting me like a more direct number, I guess I did call this other number he gave me and I eventually got to somebody I was on hold for like 10 minutes and I'm like, yeah, like the first thing out of my mouth, I'm like, yeah. So, I got a problem with these pins and he's like, I can't help you. I'm like, 
what do you mean you can't help me? He's like, yep, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine, but I can't help you. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What kind of customer service is this? You didn't even let me talk. Like, you don't know. Yeah, I've heard it. Don't worry about it. It's coming. Just shut up. I'm like, I'm like, um, so I, I, I had, I thought I had an order. It's not that I couldn't get the order in because I've apparently, I think I did, but when I checked this morning, it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. We've having, we're having problems, but don't worry. You're going to be taken care of. Uh, I'm, I'm like, are you saying that like, I'm going to be taken care of because you do see my order and yeah, it's going to be fine. Or am I going to be taken care of? Like, yeah, you don't see my order and you're going to like pick up the phone and give me a personalized phone call saying it's time we take care of you. Or are you going to take care of me? Because, you know, like I can't, I ran through all these things with him, all, like different scenarios over the phone of how he's going to take care of me. Right. What, yeah. What does that mean? And he had no answer. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, how am I supposed to know when this is like, uh, you know, I said, I jumped through hoops. I spent $60 on a game that I didn't need, you know, and it's sitting on my shelf. And, and I did this Mario Kart shit. I wasted my time with that. I said, I said, you tell me what I'm supposed to do. And he was like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fixed. And he still couldn't give me an answer. And I'm like, I guess I will just check like every day and keep wasting my time for these fucking pins. And he was just like, um, yeah, you could do that. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And I just hung up the phone on him. Now you said that, I think you told me at some point that you had to play all stars or something to get the pins or no, you just had to buy that. Right. You just had to buy all stars. Um, when you buy any game, whether it's, I thought you you said you had to open it up or something like that. Um, okay well that's where i was going with this okay so if you buy a physical game in order for nintendo to recognize that you purchased it you have to stick the cartridge into the switch Mm, right right yeah or you download it and i said to myself i can't for the life of me bring myself to open up that cart that fucking physical package i cannot cut into that shrink wrap i want that sealed like for years to come this like, is the most that is the nerdiest shit i've ever heard you say <laughs> yeah so what did i do in order for nintendo to recognize i purchased that game i also bought it digitally i spent 120 dollars on games that i don't intend to play jesus christ <laughs> um Especially since, especially since then after it came out and, um, you know, you know, like underground developers were kind of digging into the code for the game and finding out that it's actually most of it, all, most of all the games are being ran on emulation and they patched nothing. They fixed nothing. They, 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 they were even lazier re-releasing these games than everybody thought they already were. And I'm like, Fuck, like that sucks. I, now I'm gonna tell you something though. I did start playing since I spent the no, another sixty bucks on the digital. I did start playing Mario sixty four. Um, even though I have the DS version of it, I'm like, well, man, I'll, I'll I don't. The, the DS version's different. It's, it's uh, the, yeah, it is different. Sure, it's the it's the worst of the two, in my opinion. But well, yeah. So, but I mean, I still can play it. It's just that it's got extra shit in it but yeah 
So I decided, yeah, I'm going to, but I'm, I'm not touching Sunshine. And I might replay Galaxy. Are you I sure? I thought you really liked that game. Fuck you. You played it twice. Um, I might play Galaxy if I want to play it like on the go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, otherwise, I have, I can play it on my Wii U. But that brings me back to what I said on that episode about Mario Galaxy 2. Since it's been revealed that these games are indeed running on emulation and that you can so emulate again, so lazy so that you can emulate GameCube and N64 games on the Switch that Nintendo can pull that off I am sticking with the rumor that they are doing something with Galaxy 2 that's probably it's probably just going to be a digital thing but that's it's coming it's coming you just have to wait that's why they didn't include it in the package yeah yeah, we'll see. Just like we're supposed to get uh, a Nintendo 64 NSO addition to, you know, the NES and the and the SNES stuff. But it's just one of those it's one of those things where like it's always been rumored and Nintendo's just like, yeah, I don't know. We really can't do that. But then you see, you know, just like you just said, that all all uh, Mario 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy is, is just emulation. They can absolutely do that. All that stuff is out there. They just don't for whatever reason right well yeah and the thing is is the fact that these games are being emulated pretty much perfectly as they pertain to how they should have been played originally like you can like i can go on my you know i mean except if you maybe have an old droid you can probably get away with playing some games uh emulated on old droid just fine or maybe your your pc but i mean nintendo 64 Dreamcast, GameCube, those games have notoriously been pretty bad at emulation. Yeah. You know, there's a very small fraction of games that can be emulated. And the fact that now you're playing Mario 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy, which is a Wii game, perfectly on the Switch, and it's all emulation. Nintendo, obviously, they they know what they're doing. They got something going on. So you know what I would like to do at some point now that I have an EverDrive for the N64 is get into ROM hacks and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could do that. Because there's some, like, just really interesting shit with, you know, Mar Mario 64 just by itself, you know. And then, you know, you've got ROM hacks for uh, Ocarina of Time and, and stuff like that. And just really, I guess, just test my knowledge of those games that I have played many, 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 many times. Um, I think that would be interesting. So I actually, I recently bought a new game that I haven't touched yet, and that's Dragon Quest XI. It'll be my first Dragon Quest. I haven't played any Dragon Quest games in that series. That's, that is a blind spot in my RPG history. And that's something that I'm going to be saving for a little road trip that we'll be taking coming up uh, yes. pretty soon. Good old Colorado. And um, why, why did you sound so far away? Hello? What? I don't know your audio oh, like because I think, cut out. I think like it's because really when I said away. good old Colorado, I turned around to grab my can of Colorado native from the shelf beside oh, me. There you go. To take a uh, to take a sip and and cheer cheers to uh, the ruddy state. Yeah, cheers to that. I'm gonna grab my Door County whiskey, which has nothing to do with oh, Colorado. Oh, but Door County, that's that's my second love right there. But yeah, I'm saving Dragon Quest Eleven for for the road trip and whatever downtime we have. Um, but I have a confession to make, and I'm going to get your your live reaction here on the show, because you might be a little upset. 
You might not be. I don't know. We have a little sister show that goes along with the Main Quest podcast and Potation Rotation, and that is Licensed to Drink. Mm-hmm. We play a lot of racing games on that show, and we also drink, thus Licensed to Drink. And uh, there's a game that we plan on playing called Hot Shots Racing, which I have purchased. Right. And I may have played a little bit of it. You fucker. Already. You fucker. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to, when when I come over and when we play it, I'm going to let you play for a little bit to get used to it. I'm not going to play it anymore. I'm still going to buy it. I just haven't gotten to that that point yet. It's, dude, it's really good. I know. It's every really Everybody good. I've seen play it uh, online have just been spewing uh you know, good thoughts, uh, all over that thing. So yeah, man, the music is phenomenal. It looks like just a really good, like Sega Saturn, like rally car game, you know? Uh And it, it feels really good to, it feels like what I would, what I imagine Daytona USA kind of feeling like maybe, right. It feels like just a really good Sega arcade rally game. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's really good. I, the only reason why I played it is because I wanted to see if there was like anything to unlock, basically, because I didn't want to just jump into the game right away with you and I playing. And there's only like two cars to select or whatever. Ah, uh, gotcha. But the, it's actually there's actually a, a few different cars to select and shit like that. So there's really nothing to unlock. There's a ton, tons of different modes in that game. It'd be it would probably be like a top 10 on a top 10 list of games. Really? Uh, for me this year yeah it's it's wow. that good and it's just a racing game right it's it's really fun i can't i can't wait to sit down and, and play it for the show excellent you're sounding really far away again really yeah hold on a second let me uh there you go let me let me oh i'm i'm actually <clears throat> excuse me i'm actually um also looking up some uh some dinner to eat here, so. You <laughs> motherfucker. Well, let us just start with the game that we played for today, and is the sequel to Castlevania. It is Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. always we start out with our personal histories with the game so paul what is your personal history with simon's quest well it isn't any better than my personal history with the first (laughs) castlevania all i can tell you is uh we definitely never owned it it was a rental um and i think i rented it based upon the first one that's all i can remember and i did not enjoy it at all (laughs) I still kind of don't enjoy it, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. But um, yeah, it was such a departure that it was one of those games where it's like I rented it, I played it. I did buy it again when I started collecting in my mid-20s. Did I actually play it when I bought the physical cartridge? No, <laughs> I didn't. I kind of just had it. But yeah, it's it's not as good as Castlevania. It's definitely not as memorable. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's also pretty easy for me. I have no experience with this game at all. Uh, I don't remember having it when we were kids, so I must have in that short period that you rented it. Did you did you beat it when you were a kid? Um, the first time I ever beat uh, Simon's Quest was for this program. Okay, 
Yeah. All that I know coming into this for, for my playthrough for the show is that it's a pseudo RPG. It has a day and night cycle, and it was supposedly very difficult. And also, I know that the Black Dahlia Murder album has tons of songs on it that uh, makes references to Simon's Quest, which is something that uh, I think I'm going to talk about a little bit later. I've been waiting for this episode to talk about the Black Dahlia Murder, actually. Uh, Castlevania II Simon's Quest is an action-adventure game developed and produced by Konami. Remember when Konami used to make games? Yeah, I wish. Now, now they just now they're just making sports clubs and and uh, and mobile games. They 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 are working on another fucking Castlevania game for the phones out in China or something or Japan or I don't know all of Asia. I, I don't think we're ever gonna see it here. Probably have a deal with like Tencent or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, but I wish somebody would fucking buy them because they've got so many great IPs that just need to be there. Need to be more games, not just Castlevania, but other ones as well. Even just remasters, or I would remakes love or whatever remasters of the original trilogy. I, I mean, really I'm just thinking would. about, I'm just thinking about like a Silent Hill remake, you know, or something. I don't know a lot of people are there's there's rumors and stuff going. They're like, oh, Sony's gonna even amidst the the Bethesda. I just want a new Silent Hill. Period. Like I don't give a shit what it is. Yeah, I mean, I I took clips from PT for my intro and outro for for the Ghoulcade. So, I mean, that's probably one of the best 10 minutes, horrifying 10 minutes of gaming I've ever played was PT. Anyway, Castlevania 2. Returning from his work on Castlevania, Hitoshi Akamatsu returns as director and designer amongst a slew of fresh faces. The game was programmed by Nobuhiro Mak... Oh, here we go. Man, I was nailing these names before. Programmed by Nobuhiro Matsuka and composed by Satoi Terashima. Yeah, there we go. Similar to Castlevania, Simon's Quest was originally released for the Famicom Disk System in Japan on August 28th, 1987, and was subsequently released as a cart, just like Castlevania, uh, for the NES in December of 1988. And Europe had to wait two years for Simon's Quest. And it was released in April of 1990 there, which is, that's a long time. I wonder, I wonder why, why it took so long to, to reach Europe. Maybe you should have researched I, that. I probably should have. That's three, from its initial release in Japan, that's three years. A little over three years. Um, that's crazy. Maybe you need to, uh, um, maybe you need to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, call up, uh, what's his have name? Have you ever had a dreams that... That you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. You know what? I'm drawing so many blanks. It doesn't matter. I'm going to shut up. Okie dokie. Castlevania Two takes place seven years after the first. The last time we left Simon, he killed Dracula, and as a result, became cursed. To lift this curse, he must gather Dracula's body parts, which have been scattered throughout uh, five different mansions. With all the body parts collected, Simon has to then return them to Dracula's castle and burn them. Simon's quest is a little different from the first game. Just, just a little bit. Uh, Simon Belmont returns as our protagonist for the last time, I believe, in the series. 
I actually haven't, um, honestly, I haven't played any of the Castlevania games besides for the first one. I have no history with any of the other ones. Really? Yeah, I have not played any of them. I'm super excited to play Symphony of the Night, which is supposedly That's the best. That's one of the, the best games, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, a lot of people say it's the best game of all time. There's, there's a lot of debate within that, but a lot of people say it's really fucking good. And I've never played it. Mm-hmm. There are actually tons of NPCs in this game, though the NPCs are barely worth talking about, uh, besides that the fact that they do very little to help you at all in this game. Overall, basically what I'm trying to say is Konami decided to ditch the linearity of the first game and instead uses an open-ended landscape full of towns and cemeteries and then the aforementioned mansions and dungeons. Simon's Quest has a very similar structure to The Legend of Zelda 2 and Metroid. What did you think about the new structure Konami decided to take with this game? Well, I mean... Because, I mean, you're familiar with... with the other games I just mentioned, you know, Zelda and, and Metroid. Right, right. Um, I think it, it well, it <laughs> it borrows a lot more from Adventure of Link, I think, than it does Metroid. I and think I say that in the little research that I that I did, I think both of these games were in development side by side. Um, I mean, everything from going into towns and talking to people and going into doors and then having the you know the 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 parts of the world in between the only the only thing is is you really don't you don't use an overworld map that's the only difference but for the most part it's wait it's like what oh no yeah you're right yeah i had i've only played adventures of link once so I, it's hard for me to oh yeah i yeah i forgot yeah. there's a yeah i know what you're talking about yeah so that's that's where that's where i mean if we're going to talk about like really comparing the two zelda 2 makes more sense where th- how those parts of the game are interconnected the uh, the outdoor scenes the parts in the caves to the towns because you're traversing an overworld map to get from point a to point b to point c to point d and so on and so forth whereas in simon's quest the map is a fucking i mean technically it's a map but it's a fucking mess it makes no sense yeah you don't get to see exactly where you're going yeah, it's not linear. You have to keep going back and forth uh, multiple times, and then you get to parts of the game where you don't know what to do unless you look it up. Yep. Like, you know, and back then, that was one of the problems playing it, you know, when I was like 10 or 11 or whatever. Unless you had money to call Nintendo Power Hotline's 900 number or... Um, I was going to say, know, maybe, I think Nintendo Power ran a couple issues just to cover this game. If I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not buying Nintendo Power issues for a rental. You know, sure, that just right, wasn't right, gonna happen. Right. So that was one of the things where it's like you get frustrated because it's like all of a sudden you're like you're at this wall and you can't do anything. And you think you've already com- accomplished everything that came before it, or you're at this pool of water and you can't cross it. Like, what the fuck, you know? Zelda 2 helps you out along the way a little bit. It's Zelda 2 is a lot harder of a game, but that's the difference between I, I think that it borrows more from Zelda 2 than than from Metroid, but I can see where you're getting uh, the Metroid comparisons as well. Um, I just yeah, playing through Simon's Quest was like I was getting flashbacks of Adventures of Link, which is not a good thing. It really is not a good thing.
for the most part, uh, Simon pretty much controls exactly the same as he did in the first game. At least I think he does. He does. Yeah. At the top of the show, I mentioned this was like a pseudo RPG. And that's only because there's some uh, there's like a very archaic leveling system, which I'm not even I don't even know how it works. Do you know what the fuck is going on with that? Um, well, basically, you've got, well, first of all, you can gain uh, health bars throughout the game. Right, right. So that is that all that the leveling does? Pretty much. How do you even level up? Like, I, I just, I don't, I, I guess I just never, I didn't research. Main Quest podcast coming out with the hard facts. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, I didn't even really pay attention to that. I just. Neither did I. De- I. Yeah, right. I just paid attention Oh, um, um, hearts. It's hearts. It's heart collecting. Heart collecting. The more hearts you collect, um, is what raised the health, um, or the experience, so to speak. Oh, okay. So it's um, nothing to so, do with enemies, like a like a regular RPG. No, no, no. Enemies do not count unless they drop hearts. Um, but I no, I do sure, remember. Right. I do remember. Um, there were a few times where I did grind for some hearts mm-hmm. um yeah especially towards the end so yes uh, it, it's it's hearts i don't know why i drew that blank um so there's that um the more hearts you collect the higher your experience gets so to speak um and then you do have you know you have a collectathon of items but then there's some items that can be upgraded along the way uh if you talk to the right people and in fact it's you don't have a choice. You have to find the people to upgrade some of these items or else you can't progress in the game. So there's that. I mean, I mean, that's really I think those two um, are really the most RPG because one, you're leveling up with the hearts. To, that's your experience. And number two is you have to collect things in order to collect things. You have to talk to NPCs. Right. And they're the ones that kind of help you to gain the power you need to to keep going through the game and, and then different villages are also uh an rpg trope you know going into different villages right, talking right. to villagers blah 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 except you know in this game uh because of all the translation errors uh the npcs are pretty much useless yeah yeah they don't they don't possess anything that helps you at all yeah possess <laughs> keeping in with the the gameplay mechanics uh simon still has his whip which just like in the first game can be upgraded permanently through shopkeepers that you find in the towns the ultimate weapon the morning star can further be upgraded to the flame whip if you track down the npc that gives it to you towards the end of the game secondary weapons return from the first game as well two you'll already be familiar with if you play castlevania it's the dagger and the holy water Holy water has other purposes other than killing enemies. It's actually used to find false walls or floors. If you're playing through this game without a walkthrough, it's recommended that you are just constantly tossing holy water the entire game. Yeah. And I guess I guess I should point out, because I mean, we've already kind of talked about it, and I don't know if you did it, but uh, I did use a guide while I played for this game. Uh you know, being made aware of how difficult it was to get around and also being just very short on time personally to play games and record for the I show. I think I texted you that when I was started playing it, you were still playing the first one. 
And I, and I think I had said that I was kind of distraught cause I'm like, there's no way I'm playing through this game without a guide. You know, there, it's just mm-hmm. not, not going to happen, you know? Yeah. I needed to, yeah, I needed to play through this game as, as fast as possible. I couldn't fuck around, you know? Did you even using a guide? Did you still like find some issues traversing the game at all? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if it was. And here's a stupid thing that I did. So apparently, I could have played this on my Switch, but I forgot I owned the. the really? Co- yeah, I've got the collection, and I forgot that I have the collection. <laughs> oh, uh, I didn't know there was a. I didn't yeah, know it was a Castlevania collection. Yeah. Oh shit! What does it have on it? Uh, I don't remember because I forgot that I even had it. Here, hold on. I was just I just picked up my phone to check. You can talk. And... I think it's also for the PS4, by the way. I have this. Okay, I have this weird thing. I only buy a series of games mm-hmm. for the system that I feel is appropriate for those games. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, like the first few Resident Evil games were only on PlayStation, right? But now Capcom kind of just releases their stuff all over the place. Gotcha. But yeah. I will only still play Resident Evil games on a PlayStation or I'll only play Mega Man games on a Switch. Mm-hmm. And so like I will only play Castlevania games on a Nintendo system, you know what I mean? Right. Is that weird? No. Is that a weird thing not to do? Really. Okay, well I did I did uh look it up and uh actually PlayStation right now offers the collection for ten dollars and you can uh it's those deals man you get Castlevania, Castlevania two deals Castlevania three, Super Castlevania four Castlevania The Adventure, Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge, Castlevania Bloodlines, Kid Dracula never released uh, in English before, and the History of Castlevania Book of the Crescent Moon. Mm. All included. Mm. Uh, what? I don't know. I already own all f- the first four games, so <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so anyway, um, so that's part of the collection, and I, and I, and I have that for the Switch, but... Um, so anyway, I was playing it. Uh, I was playing it on a, a ROM <laughs> on my phone um, because that way, because like you, oh, you played it on your it. phone. That yeah. raises a whole other slew of questions. But fin- finish, finish here. Okay, so I have I have a Bluetooth controller that it kind of looks like a switch, and basically you can you you pull the two sides out, you stick your phone in the middle, and it's like playing a switch. Um, so that's how I played it. And I played it because like you, I needed to get through it as much as, as fast as possible. Um, so I was able to take my phone with me, which it would have been nice to take my switch with me, but I bring my phone to work and I was playing it during lunch too, sometimes. So it was convenient, but it might've been where I'm trying to go with this is it might've been the ROM I was playing. Um, it seemed that like there was a couple times where I was supposed to level up or not level up, but I was supposed to gain a new item from somebody that I thought that I had. And then I would get to a part in the game where I'm supposed to use that item and I didn't have it. And I'm like, I know I talked to that guy and I know he was supposed to give me the blue orb. I, I know I took it, you know what I'm saying? And like, I never had it, you know, or like, I know I bought that garlic. And now I'm supposed to drop this garlic. I'm like, this where game, is my garlic? This game is about all about wasting your time. Yeah, no shit. I, I didn't. I'm, again, I used a guide, so I didn't have too much of a problem knowing exactly where to go, where to hit and all that stuff. But 
you know, I would only kind of like skim through the guide and then be like, okay, yeah, I know this is kind of where I need to go, who I need to talk to. Uh, I did not realize that there would just be floors that didn't exist. And so, you you know, you just fall into pits or, you know, I, I had no idea that throwing the holy water constantly. I mean, eventually I was like, okay, I have to just be throwing holy water to find holes in the floor and shit like that. That's the stuff that got me. Yeah, why they put holes in the floor is fucking ridiculous. I that 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 was probably one of the dumbest things. It's so cheap that they could have put in that game was was false floors. Rounding out the secondary weapons, you're able to upgrade your dagger as well. The gold dagger uh, being the most powerful, and in my opinion's pretty OP. Uh, once I got the gold dagger, I pretty much exclusively only used that, and then maybe the whip if I had to finish the enemy off. There's a a diamond weapon i have no idea what the fuck that does did you use the diamond uh the diamond is dumb you're supposed, <laughs> to, you're, you're, you're supposed to use it in a situation where you've got enemies that are um on the ground and in the air at the same time and then you just toss that diamond and it just bounces around the screen and it's supposed to hopefully hit them Nope. more times more often than not it, okay. it doesn't it'll like somehow like the enemies always seem to like never be in the same hit area that the diamond is dancing around in yeah i never um, i never used it i never yeah, me either i think the guide was just kind of guiding you towards 100 percent completion i was just like i don't know why i need this but whatever you're telling me to go get it so i'm gonna get it you can purchase laurels from different shops around the game these give simon temporary invincibility which is completely necessary to traverse the swamps in the game and then lastly um one of dracula's body parts provides simon with a shield because that makes complete sense i guess it doesn't i mean i guess i'm kind of imagining like they say they say ribs like you you get dracula's rib and that's what gives you the shield so i just imagine if this was like a hd remake of simon's quest he's just holding up a whole rib cage deflecting <laughs> fireballs with it or something i don't know that i don't know that's kind of awesome it's stupid but it would probably look pretty fucking sick i suppose on the last episode i briefly mentioned at least i i hope we talked about it i don't even fucking remember that hearts are the currency in which dictates how often you can use your secondary weapon yep yep that was covered okay so here in simon's quest you can actually use these sub weapons as many times as you'd like hearts are still pickups here like we mentioned before and are used to i guess level simon up but more importantly literally used as currency you exchange hearts for any item you may need to buy in shops which brings us to one of our favorite rpg tropes grinding and you briefly mentioned it before did you have any issues with the grinding um because uh, no i didn't uh, in well, you know, because you have to grind because you have a choice to make. You can either keep collecting these hearts to gain more experience or aka get more life uh, bars out of it. But it's like it's like that or do you spend it on buying stuff that you need, like laurels, for example, or garlic. You don't need that much garlic. I think you only need like no. two or three garlic in the yeah. entire game. But, you know, but, you know, so exchanging this. So you need them for both and you get to a point in the game where it's like you, you're starting to run out. But what's nice is that, like, for example, you're in one of the um, I don't know how to explain it, like one of the mapped areas, basically outside of a town. And you can basically 
leave the screen. And there was one, I don't know what town it was. It was later in the game though. And basically I would go left out of this one screen where there's like, you know, enemies coming at me and shit. And I'd go into the town and basically I would grind by then going back and then having two enemies walk, walk at me, whip them, collect hearts, go back left. I'm in the town and go back right. And now I'm back outside again. And that's how I kept on grinding. Well, you didn't even need to. I, the first area that I grinded it was the, uh, for the first like wooded area, I guess in the game, it's literally like right outside the first town, and there's like a werewolf, and a, a skeleton, and just going back and forth just in that area, uh, I didn't even leave the screen. I stayed on the same screen, and they would just keep respawning or whatever. Right. And I I did that for a while. I didn't think the grinding was daunting. It was just that it was just that little bit. It, it was doing part that I was also using a guide. So the guide was like, hey, you might want to just stack up hearts right off the bat. But being the weathered like RPG connoisseur between the two of us, uh, the grinding here is just it's barely a hassle. Right. Yeah, it's not that much of a problem. Yeah, I could definitely see this being an issue if someone was playing without a guide. I suppose like you wouldn't know. You don't know, like if you're not using a guide, you don't know how or where to use certain items and you just ultimately waste them. Cause I know there's certain times where it'd be like, Oh, the guide would tell me when to use something. And I would sit there and be like, okay, I use it. But then I think, I think about it. I'm like, how the fuck would you even know? Like what this is used for? It doesn't tell you anything. Right. It doesn't, the game doesn't expressively tell you how or when an item needs to be used. And then, you know, if you do use that item, you have to go back and then you have to could, continually purchase that item until you figure out what it's used for and items are pretty expensive in this game and as far as i know uh, the only way to recover simon's health is by visiting churches which are located in the towns finally just get to it we should talk a little bit about that innovative day night cycle introduced here in the game you want to talk about why this is such a big deal how it changes up the gameplay well i kind of felt that outside of the towns it didn't make much of a difference to me all it did for me was that if i needed to accomplish something in a town and it was night i was fucked and i'd have to sit there and wait it out until day came so i would just put my phone down and be like okay i'm gonna go take a shit now and i'd come <laughs> back and maybe it'd be daytime you know whatever but you know that's the only that's the only thing so I, for me outside of towns it didn't make a difference i i don't know if the enemies got harder or if they were they're more frequent i didn't notice anything i think um but that's I mean, just we'll talk me. about it in a little bit i think the only real gameplay that changes is that the enemies are supposed to be a little more difficult are they because i didn't i didn't and i guess i just didn't know of course the towns are overrun by uh zombies and and the and you can't go inside right right so you can't buildings or whatever right right 
Um, but the whole, the other uh, thing, and it's the major, you know, overarching the entire game is that this day night cycle, however many days and nights you spend playing that game, the in-game um, timer, it, not in real right, life. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, right. That is going to determine what ending you get. Yeah. We'll we'll get this. We'll get to that. Oh. We'll get to that. This game doesn't actually have levels per se, but if you wanted to, you could probably uh, you could probably call the the five mansions that we visit as stages. Sure. Yeah. So you have the the Berkeley Rover, Brahms, Bodley, Boldly. Yeah, and, yeah, I thought it was Boldly. And Laruba mansion again using the guide i never found these to be very challenging at all but without one i still don't think well yeah i still don't think they'd be very difficult i could see them being a huge time waster because again this game wastes your time there there are a lot of dead ends in these mansions the for especially the further you get into the game once you collect the body part that you're after you have to backtrack all the way back to the entrance to leave. Additionally, you have to purchase stakes from a merchant within these areas to break open the orb that hides Dracula's remains. And so without a guide, I would imagine that you would have just no idea what the stake is used for. So I could see someone wasting it on a regular enemy to find out it does nothing. Thus, leading us back to the issue of grinding for hearts if you happen to run out and i think you already you already stated that you didn't think that the enemies are very difficult um did you did you find these mansions hard at all or did you have a problem with them oh yeah i didn't have a problem with it until it was one of the mansions later where i was um might have been like the fourth might have been the fourth to last mansion um and I was going all around this fucking mansion. I'm like, where the fuck? I can't get to the room with the body part. I can't figure it out. I tried not to use the guides for the mansions. I I really tried real hard, but I had to pull it up for that one. Oh, there's a false wall you jump through, right? When you walk in on the right-hand side of the freaking, yep. yeah. That. It's like right around where you walk in. Yeah, yeah. That That's, I'm like, you fuckers. You son, son of a bitch. I, I, I must have wasted like 10, at least 10 minutes just roaming around that freaking place. Like what the hell? And throwing my holy water. And I'm like, false wall, a fucking false wall. Yeah. As far as the enemies in the game go, they're really easy compared to the first game. Castlevania, you know, we talked about, you kind of have to go into it with like a little bit of strategy when having to take down like certain enemies, like the knights and stuff. Whereas in Simon's Quest, most of these enemies are killed with one hit or two or three if it's nighttime. There are three bosses in the entire game, which is crazy. It's just not a lot. Uh, and that's that's including the last boss, Dracula. One of them you can just completely skip if you want to. Actually, you could skip both of them if you wanted to. You could skip two of the three. But you won't be able to finish the game without killing Carmilla. Carmilla? Carmilla? It's probably Carmilla. It's basically this giant floating head 
that you have to kill. I think it's one of the, is it the boss for level four or is that level five? Are you talking about the, um, it like bleeds tears, it like bleeds tears oh, or something like that. Well, um, I, I've always thought that that was called like Vampira or the mask of, uh, the, the blood, the blood tear mask. I know who you're talking about, but I've never heard what you're, what you're calling it. Like I mm. thought it was called Vampira. I, maybe you're right. According to the Castlevania, Castlevania, <laughs> according to the Castlevania wiki, it is Carmilla. No. I don't know if that's a reference to an, that, that whole wiki goes super in depth with the whole fucking franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for, time mm-hmm. for that nerd shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I always I always just called it the the mask of bloody tears because that's what it seems to be doing. So, yeah, that's that's the only boss you have to kill because after you kill it, it drops a crucifix, which is needed to enter Dracula's castle. Killing the much easier than the first game's Grim Reaper gets you that golden dagger that I mentioned before, and I, I definitely recommend killing him to get this because the fucking golden daggers op as shit yeah but only kill him when you're on your way back out don't kill him when you're on your way in i mean technically you can go on you can go under him either way i was gonna say i just walked right under him on my way out yeah yeah that's the other thing too is the bosses respawn those two bosses respawn once you re-enter their room to walk back out so yeah it's weird this whole game's really weird. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about Dracula, um, I guess I guess just kind of going back to levels and stuff. I it's not even a level. I just I just love how desolate the walk to his castle is. Like, there's no enemies. There are no people in town outside of the castle. There's there's a town you come across, and there's nobody there. There's nothing, and then. Even once you get inside of Dracula's castle, there's nothing in there. It just kind of, it kind of has this really like eerie feeling to it, kind of. I kind of, I kind of likened it to, you know, you're supposed to be going from, like, you're supposed to be starting from the furthest point away from the castle, so to speak. Even though, like I said, mm-hmm. the whole, if you were to map out all these levels and mansions and stuff, it probably wouldn't make any sense, but. It seemed like as you progress, like once you got closer, since there's like this curse, like once you get closer to his castle, like people don't want to be dealing with his curse and shit, right? So that's why it it becomes more quiet and desolate because people. I just figured like the surrounding areas, like people are just dead because that could be the case too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. I think. I think what would have been what would have hit that whole moment even harder is if there was just no music, you know, right. I think it would have made it, I think it would have made it like a lot stronger, but that last boss Dracula, so you get there, you put all his remains on the pedestal and he is revived because there's a hidden body part in the castle, I guess. And it resurrects Dracula and the boss fight is a joke. It is literally one of the easiest boss fights I don't know. I mean, New Adventure Island is really fucking easy. This is this is amongst that. Uh, it's it's just a complete joke. There's a different. There's a couple different ways to stunlock him and and beat him. Uh, how did you 
go about fighting Dracula. Spamming that sacred flame, bitch. Which is one of the pickups. It's it's one of the many secondary weapons that you can use, which I never used the entire game. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I never used it. I just used the method I had been doing the entire game, dude. Like, I just st- kept stabbing him with the golden dagger, which stunlocked him. Like, it just kept him in the same place, and I just kept on nailing him with the fire whip. And it was over within a few seconds. Mm-hmm. One of the other methods that I read about is uh, if you bring garlic with you and before Dracula spawns on the pedestal, you lay the garlic down on, on that pedestal and he'll just be stuck there taking damage. Like just as he spawns. Oh, really? Yeah. And the garlic, I guess the garlic doesn't do tons of damage, so it takes a little longer. But like, I mean, he's literally just frozen in place. there taking damage. So that's that's another way you can beat him. So after Dracula is killed, the game ends And for the first time on this podcast, we have a game that has different endings, which you alluded to earlier, Paul. Mm -hmm. Um, Simon's Quest has three different endings. There's the good, neutral, and bad ending. And I guess that is determined. Yeah, you said it's determined by how long you you finish the game or how long it takes you to finish the game. Right, through the day-night cycle. And they're all, all the endings are pretty much the same. Uh, except each one just has kind of like a slight twist. And I think I got the neutral ending. And I think you said you, you did as well. I did. I did get the neutral ending. Uh, I did not realize that it was... Because unlike you, um, <laughs> well, for the most part, I didn't know that there were multiple endings until after I was done with the game. And then I started looking stuff up and i'm like oh there's yeah you're you're the one that told me that there were multiple endings i was like wait what yeah so i'm like so i'm like reading uh because i didn't want to watch them i was like reading descriptions of what the multiple endings were and i'm like well i must have gotten the one right in the middle because it matched what happened which is that you know simon beats dracula and he initially survives the fight but eventually he dies of his injuries Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet you see him kneeling in front of Dracula's tombstone, which is really weird. Like if he's dead, why is he there? Or did he go there before he died? Like it, it yeah, make any apparently. Sense. So, okay. So according to the very little research that I did on the Castlevania wiki. Uh, so it, it breaks down as this. So beating the game within seven in-game days or less gets you the good ending where Simon is freed from the Count's curse. He kills Dracula, and he's just freed from the curse. The neutral ending, which is what we got, Simon is f- kills Dracula, he is freed from the curse, but eventually dies from his wounds. So that is why we see him at the end kneeling by Dracula's grave, but I guess eventually later on in the story he ends up dying, which the game doesn't... The game just straight up is like, yeah, Simon's dead, but like doesn't explain that he died later <laughs> it just was like yeah simon's yeah. dead but also he here he is sitting on the screen <laughs> like uh and then if you beat the game in uh, if you beat the game fuck how do i how do i say this if you beat the game if it takes you if it takes you longer than 14 days to beat the game you get the bad ending and it has neither simon or dracula surviving the battle which is kind of the same as the neutral ending so yeah it really kind of is only simon dies a little sooner than he does later i mean, yeah. I mean shit 
so now that that's it. That is Castle. Unless you have something else to say about the endings, uh, that's the game for the most part. talk about graphics and music but first let's talk about cheats so you sorry you sick you fucking slut who is this dirty whore i didn't say no, i'm gonna win well for me um cheats cheats came into play when i found out there was the three endings and i'm like well i want the good ending but I don't want to have to waste my time playing through everything again, only faster. So I'm surprised neither of us got the good ending considering we used a guide. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, I remember I told you that like there was some like two glitches where there was like some things I was supposed to have sure. that I didn't have. So I had to backtrack. So that costed me time. But but yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, is there anything I can do to help me progress through the game a little quicker just so I can see because I could have just watched them sure mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like is there anything that could help me progress through it a little bit faster and I'm like oh oh so there's this cheat where you put this code in and you get like every fucking goddamn thing that you need yeah and you can yeah. basically so me, go straight to yeah let's 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 backtrack a little bit because I I didn't really talk about the password system oh, okay uh yeah so so NES carts there, uh, they cannot save uh, game data on your own. Yeah, no, uh, they're no battery no. pack. No, uh-uh. go Packers. So if, <laughs> so if like the developers felt like giving you mercy in like an otherwise unforgivable game, they would implement a password system. This is something that Simon's Quest has, and is also a way in which cheats can be accessed. And I think. This might be the first time password cheats have shown up on our show, and it absolutely will not be the last. It is a very common way to get cheats uh, on a video game. And there's a list, at least the list that I found, there's like 16, and I'm not going to go through all of them. But I'll touch on a few of them, and at least four of them are something that you've already talked about. So yeah, there's there's the cheat that gets you literally every single thing you need it even levels you up to level six or something like that at the start of the game uh, yeah then there's the um then there's the cheats that you can enter to get the good neutral or bad ending you can see those so not doubt does that just when you enter that does it just warp you right to the end credits you're asking me like i know oh so you didn't you didn't uh use those I didn't use the end credit cheats, no. No? Oh, okay. And then there is uh, a cheat. I just, I I'm, I highlighted this one because it's just ridiculous. But uh, you can enter it and it warps you directly to Dracula. 
with nothing. Like you don't have any items. Oh, you're not leveled up. Fuck. <laughs> you're not like there's you have nothing. And so it would probably I think that would that's make some the breath fight. Of, that's some breath of the wild straight to Ganon <laughs> type shit. <laughs> that's that's a code for the people that like to play Battletoads, you know. <laughs> I haven't I didn't try any of the cheats. I didn't go back and look at any of the endings or anything like that. I kind of I should just kind of just dip back in just to try that warp to Dracula cheat just to see how hard the fight would be without any upgrades or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in doing that, too. Um, the code. Well, I mean, you can you can look it up. But for people listening um, is uh, 7 MEF 0 V F T 1 5 1 Z Y 2 Z 5. And that that will warp you directly to Dracula, apparently. So. I might I might dip back in just to see how difficult that is. And then I will probably never play this game again, but uh, I think I'm giving too much away at this point. All right, let's let's move on to how this game looks. Do you think this game holds up? Do you, how do you think it compares to the first game? It's a clone of the first one, but for whatever reason, it the graphics didn't seem to be as impressive. To me i'm not you can't see it right now but i'm nodding my head um one of the big things that have bothered me and it's bothered me since i first played the game is they try to put too much well first of all all the bricks are all the same they're all the fucking same brick and they try to put mm-hmm. so much detail on these bricks that they look like they have a fucking dollar sign on them and i remember when i first started playing it i'm like why do these bricks have dollar signs? Like, am I supposed to break like all these bricks? Like every single brick that's in the fucking game, break the bricks, break the bricks, <laughs> break the, the EAD team breaks the bricks. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, like that, it just bugs me. Like it, cause they, it's, I think, I don't know what they're trying to make the, these bricks look like, like, I don't know if they're trying to make them sh- like shiny with some, imperfections or if they're trying to make them dirty or what they're doing but like it literally like in the bottom left corner it looks like there's a fucking dollar sign in every one of the bricks oh yeah yeah, yeah. i just i so, just pulled up a, a screenshot you never did i never dude i never noticed that that's <laughs> hilarious but and now i, I yeah, don't think I'll be i, able to I didn't think i didn't think like the backgrounds weren't that good um at all like they didn't put a whole lot of detail it was it felt very cheap, like they rushed through making it or something. Some, I for the most part, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. Some of the backgrounds, I think, look really good, especially like the lake and mountain areas. But yeah, yeah, I think like you said, I, I feel like this game suffers from that issue of just trying to be like, like way too detailed. Like everything just looks busy, like, like the crowd, like, like the sprites just look super crowded. Is that the word I want to use? Maybe. And like, it seems like the, the pixel work is very like thick and it just comes off like gaudy. Maybe gaudy is like the word I'm looking for. I think for. they use a lot of, and I think they use a way too much black in a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like super dark. Even like the colors are like really dark. And I know it's supposed to like, I know they're trying to convey like a horror atmosphere but I think the first game did that a lot better than this one, especially through like the first game's level design and like, you know, the subtle details in the backgrounds that we talked about. And this game is just kind of 
feel I feel like it, they kind of sidestep that and then are just like I don't know put make everything dark like it'll be just it'll be creepy if it's just dark and like you know and, and you kind of get like like in, in Zelda too like one of the things that I think hinders the design um in the graphics is every town feels the same there's nothing unique about yep. the towns they're at just all. one color yeah they're one color yeah. you know yeah you might get like some stairs that might not be in the same places which lead to like some platforms that aren't in the same places that you know but that's it like they're basically all clones of each other just like in zelda 2 for the most part and it's like it, when they go through so much work to make every level in the first one feel unique and completely different like why couldn't they do that with these towns you know the one thing i will give zelda 2 is there were discernible buildings you know what i mean oh yeah like there was a separation between buildings. You could see sky. You could see, you know, the ground that you're walking on. With Simon's Quest, it is just the town is an entire just. It's a big slab. massive wall. Yeah, it's with, just with a, doors in them. Yeah, it it's ugly. It's so ugly. And then you look at the sprite work for this game, which I think the only reoccurring enemy in this game is the skeletons, if I'm correct, right? Right. And I think those are literally copy and pasted from the first game. And Simon's sprite, to me, looks fucking worse. Granted, you know, the first game, like, he doesn't have a face. But, like, this, the sprite for Simon in this game just looks, again, like, it, I, it just looks crowded. And I guess at least... Well, at least, I can tell you, at least um, uh, you can make out that he's got some eyes yeah, yep, in this yep. one. I was just gonna say, it. at least he's that's, got an eye. <laughs> that's all. That's all. It looks like he's yeah. And then what, dude? What the fuck? What is going on with Dracula? What is going on with Dracula? Like he looks like he, a bowling he, pin. <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's massive and absolutely disgusting. Like, what is that? He's so stupid looking. Yeah. So let's move on to the music. I'm gonna be just straight up. I hated it. I I hated the music for Simon's Quest. It's not as catchy as the first game it has that issue where it repeats the entire game and so i've been really looking forward to this dude you have no idea i'm going to go outside the world of castlevania and fucking rip it man i'm gonna rip it with this fucking sick ass song dude do you do you fuck with black dahlia murder have you heard of them i i, I have heard of them yes do you are you down with the murder <laughs> i am not <laughs> i've heard heard. i have i have dabbled but i i have i would not say that i have dabbled enough to be down i i also have never heard anybody ever there are zero people on this planet who are black dahlia murder fans who've ever said are you down with the murder (laughs) black dahlia murder for for the uninitiated are easily and i'm this isn't my opinion this is just straight straight facts uh, easily one of the best modern death metal bands. It, it's crazy to me that you have only dabbled in Black Dahlia Murder. So do you know where I'm going with this? Do you even know where I'm going with this? No. Oh, man. dude, Entertain me. Dude, what is wrong with you? I'm re- what is wrong with you? Maybe because I'm... Uh, okay, never mind. Proceed. But their singer, who I'm... Put my penis back in my pants. Oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, is Dracula still there? <laughs> <laughs> uh the singer who I'm, I'm completely about to butcher his name because I'm I'm pretty sure 
I think he has probably one of the hardest last names to pronounce ever. Uh, but the singer Trevor Stern Sternad Sternad Trevor it's S T R N A D. Oh yeah, I know Trevor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so their singer Trevor Sternad. All of his lyrics are literally just like about nerdy horror shit and like D and D fantasy horror and, and, and stuff like that. And one of their most popular songs, "What a Horrible Night to Have a Curse," is literally about Simon's quest. And so, you know what? I I'm probably gonna get flagged for this shit, but like, fuck it, dude. You gotta listen. You have to listen to this shit. Hold on. Let me, dude. <laughs> fucking sick dude it's so sick dude it's so good so did you hear the beatles are gonna have a new uh song coming out dude fuck the beatles hey, listen to these fucking lyrics the undead are among us at dawn they shrink back to their silken beds they dance by night and drink the blood of a child's broken neck <laughs> hard dude fuck dude the rivers flow with poison the sand swallow you hold the ghouls that roam the darkened wood are thirsting for your throat this song makes simon's quest sound fucking sick dude hold on you don't i know you don't even give a shit hold on where, where the fuck holy shit dude listen to this fucking solo to fucking get with it man you need to fucking get down with the murder <laughs> we'll listen to that uh with mom and dad on a little road trip in the car all right great it's dude it's so that entire album uh nocturnal i'm not he's only spoke spoken about what a horrible night to have a curse but i'm pretty sure there's probably some other songs on here that also have to do with simon's quest um that one's just the most obvious dude, holy shit man the, that entire album is a if you're into death metal, which, you know, you should probably get on that. Uh, that is a must listen. It's a fucking classic. And their new album, uh, Verminous, is fucking sick, too. So that's all I got to say about that. Do, do, you, do you have any thoughts about uh, the actual music for the video game? <laughs> I actually have no thoughts on it because most of the time I was playing it on my phone. Unfortunately, I was also uh, in in bed and others were trying to sleep. So um, I'd say about 95% of the game, I played with the sound off. <laughs> you are not missing anything. So I just played death metal for like three minutes. So, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You've got nothing to worry about.
So now that we're finally completely done with the game, and since we're hard on time, I'm not going to read this creepypasta that I have. I'm going to throw this question out to you. And since it's the Ghoulcade, it is the month of October, and there's creepiness and eeriness all around us. The leaves are turning colors. It is fall, finally. I am all about horror movies. Horror movies are some of my favorite type of movies. Uh, I wouldn't say recently, but I'm not going to get too much into that. You already kind of know my dilemma that I'm having outside of the show right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, um, if you were to recommend somebody a horror movie that is somewhat similar to Castlevania, uh, what would you recommend them watching? Well, geez, if I'm going to have to go with somewhat similar to Castlevania, um, <laughs> that whittles down, rules it down quite a, quite a bit. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula with um, Gary Oldman, yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves, and shit. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank right now. But yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, I think, is a very good vampire Dracula film, quite honestly. <clears throat> yeah, I would... Um... If I was going to recommend something, I would just go straight for Nosferatu. It's a classic vampire movie. It was what, 19... It's a silent film. It was made in like the 1920s. 19, 1922. And yeah, I mean, it's basically is what inspired what you're talking about, <laughs> essentially. I just think the atmosphere of, of that movie is fucking phenomenal. How Nosferatu is always almost always just creeping around in the shadows and shit. And even when he's like fully lit is just like super creepy, you know? Yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a great, great fucking horror movie. Both, you know, your suggestion as well. Both. I haven't seen, um, the fuck did you say? Uh, Bram Dracula? Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. Bram, yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I haven't seen Dracula in shit quite a while. It's, yeah, it's been a while, but maybe I'm due for a rewatch. I typically try to, watch a shit ton of horror movies in October. So mm. maybe it's about time I revisit that. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen Nosferatu in forever either. Yeah. Definitely check, check both of those out. close the episode out paul would you recommend castlevania 2 simon's quest well you know overall uh you know i boy i want to i want to say i would not but look it it tries to not repeat the same formula wait i'm saying that wrong I would I want to say no, but here's the thing: like obviously they didn't want to be formulaic. They wanted to break away and do something different, and I have to commend them for that. Even though it's overall kind of messy, and you you need an external source to help you through it. Otherwise, you're gonna spend for 
ever playing that game. If you can get through it with a little bit of help and get past the fact that the graphics are a little bit more lazy than the first one and that, uh, well, in your opinion, the music's not good. I barely heard any music. I, I think that it's got enough character and enough redeeming qualities to actually you know, make it worthwhile for some people to play it. So therefore, I'm going to give it a light not recommend. I think that there are, there's obviously way better entries. Uh, even, I mean, it's it technically, it's like the bastard child of the trilogy. I mean, the first one and the third one are good games. And that's because the third one actually takes what the first one's all about and just makes it better. Whereas the second one, yeah, I understand the departure part of it, but I think they took it a little too far. And some people might enjoy that. I just didn't. So therefore, I'm going to be like, eh, I think it's one that you can probably pass up. But, you know, if you like the RPG type elements, even as light as they are, you might get a little bit of something out of it. Yeah, this game definitely has its issues. For the most part, I I actually kind of enjoyed it. But again, like, you know, I used a guide, right? So, you know, I'm slightly biased because I knew exactly what I had to do and I didn't waste a lot of time doing it. With that said, if you're going into this blind without a guide, uh, you're not going to have an easy time. It's not difficult like some of the other games that I've covered on the show, like Battletoads or Mega Man, uh, you know, where the enemy placement can throw you off or something out of your control can spawn on screen and hit you. This game's difficulty lies within its level design and terrible translation issues, mostly on the translation issues. A lot of dialogue in this game's era are already like really archaic and it's made even worse when it's not translated correctly. And so like Final Fantasy, the items that you pick up, you have no idea how they work or what they're even used for. And, and, you know, we talked about grinding, which can become a problem when you're trying to figure out exactly what these items do, leading you to wasting them and having to purchase them again. And so overall, I said it before, this game is all about wasting your time. And, uh, and then you, you, we talk about the graphics and for the most part, like Paul said, they're lazy. They're just, they're just kind of ugly. They're muddy looking. Uh, some areas are a little remarkable in my opinion, uh, but for the most part, the ugliness outweighs those moments. Uh, the soundtrack is bland. It's super repetitive. And the enemies don't really pose you a challenge at all. So would I recommend Castlevania II Simon's Quest? And I would say light not recommend. I would mirror what Paul said. Light not recommend. Wow. This is <clears> a first, everybody. This is right. a first. We've matched. We're equal. We've said the same recommendation. Yay. We finally did it. We made it, man. So yeah, light not recommend. I would, if you were going to play this game, I would play it with a guide and you'll get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Though I could see like, you know, in the late 80s, when this came out, I could see, you know, playing without a guide, people might get some substance, you know, for the price, especially back then for the price that they paid for it back then, you're, you're getting a lot of game, you're just 
it's just going to be really hard to figure out what the fuck you have to do. So, yeah, light not recommend. So, as always, that leaves me with thanking Paul for once again joining me on playing another slightly terrible game. Yeah, no problem. Hey, let me just let me just throw this in here. So, look, there's one thing if I'm going to recommend anybody jumping into Castlevania, there is one entry that it's too bad it took as long as it did for it to come out. Um, but there was a remake of the original uh, that was, I think it came out for the PlayStation and it's called Castlevania Chronicles. It, well, that's what the title is in print. Uh, when you boot up the game, it just says Castlevania, but um, it really is truly graphics aside. Cause obviously the graphics are, are, you know, updated for, for that system. But um it really is what the sequel probably should have been um they take castlevania the original and they they throw in some of the levels and boss fights that were in the first one but they also have additional levels it's a longer game um with new levels new bosses um the music is just as good as the first one it really is what they should have done to begin with, with the second game. They should have just taken what was the first game and just made it better. It didn't have to repeat necessarily the same thing, um, but just expand upon it, you know? And so if you want to experience the first Castlevania with almost like a sequel built into it, I highly recommend checking out Castlevania Chronicles. Or you could play Super Castlevania 4, which is literally a remake of the first game, basically. <laughs> or you could do that, too. Uh, yeah, sure. I've never even heard of that game. Um, and obviously, I'll get to Castlevania 4, even though it's basically a remake of the first game. I'll get to that later. And obviously, I'm going to get to Symphony of the Night, which kind of combines Simon's Quest and Castlevania into a much better game apparently no yeah good good recommendation i guess I, I, without even playing it sure why not go ahead dive in if you want to get a hold do of it sorry do, <laughs> do it <laughs> do it if you want to get a hold of me shoot comments or questions my way to mainquestpod at gmail.com otherwise give the podcast a follow on instagram that's the main quest on insta you can see what's coming up on the show and even provide your own input on the games that we are talking about. I don't even know what I'm playing for next week. Ghost and Goblins? <laughs> I'm playing it right now, so yeah, it's got to be Ghost and Goblins. Uh, sure. Next week it's Ghost and Goblins, I guess. I have no spooky outro. <laughs> so next week uh, in another... It's part of the game. It's part of the game. You ready for this? And another, mm -hmm. uh, is this harder than Battletoads question? It's Ghosts and Goblins. So I will see you guys next week inside the Ghoulcade.